First off, I apologize that the translation of the psalm that the reader read is not what is in the prayer book, and I'm not entirely sure why, so I will be happy to investigate that after the service. Um, anyway, um, today we celebrate this, this day and we commemorate Joseph Chiwatenwa, who was a Huronian, who was a, a member of a tribe around Lake, what is now known as Lake Huron. Um, I want to start by helping us remember that at the end of our Eucharist uh, every time, we pray a prayer that we say, um, eternal God, heavenly Father, you've graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, um, and fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. That serve you with gladness and singleness of heart is exactly why we remember this person today. What's really important to note is there's not a whole lot known about this person. But what we do know is that he's recorded in a book that was a history book that was written in 1991 by a man named Bruce Henry, and it's a book called Friends of God. And Joseph Chiwatenwa was actually named a friend of God because when the French Jesuits arrived along the shore of Lake Huron in the 1620s, Joseph was one of their first converts, and in doing so, he began studying um, many aspects of the Christian faith and life, and was very drawn to Ignatian spirituality, which the Jesuits, you know, that's their order, and they, they practiced that. And through, through that time, he began engaging with Ignatian exercises. And if you've ever spent any time doing this, you spent a lot of time in quiet and deep reflection of really how do you see God in the world? And this type of spirituality spoke to him profoundly, so much so that he began experiencing the love of God in, in, in his family, in the people that he knew, in, in the priests that he met, but also in the, the Huronian people that he was a part of. And he was so moved by the presence of Jesus in his life that he wrote a prayer that concluded to say, you love us so deeply that all I can do is return and offer myself to you. I choose you as my elder and chief. There is no one else. And as he continued with his conversion experience, he ended up getting married to his wife, Aonetta. They had children. And... Um, and they ministered, he was appointed by the Jesuits to be the first lay administrator of their mission or their ministry in that region where he lived. So they gave him tons of responsibility. And he thrived at this, and he really built up communities of faith all around the region. But there was one thing that really played against him, and that was when the Europeans arrived in the Americas, they brought so much disease with them. 
They brought all these illnesses that people who were native to the land had never experienced and had no immunity from whatsoever. And so as his people were dying, uh, Joseph Chiwetenwa was often blamed at being a propagator of these diseases. Even though he himself uh, was a native, he himself um, was very sympathetic to the plight and the needs of his people, um, he was often um, blamed for being a collaborator with the Jesuits. And people um, resented him for that. And so at one point he was martyred and killed uh, in a very unfortunate incident. And so um, he, was, he was killed on August 2nd, 1640 at the age of 38. Um, and, um, but the, the Canadian Roman Catholic Church recognizes him as a very important pivotal player in the beginning of the life of the church in Canada. Because of this devotion that he had, that he was able to communicate in such a way that he found a presence of God's love in a way that did not conflict at all with his own family's traditions, but yet enhanced them and made this love more powerful as you could see God at work in the birds of the air and the trees and the flowers and the waters and, and the rain and then the weather and, and everything um, in very much in line with what Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, wanted people to, to expand their concept of who God is in the world. And so we have this wonderful gospel passage of Thomas, and Thomas not wanting to believe that Jesus has been raised because he hasn't seen him. And so Jesus shows up, and Thomas uh, finally does believe. But, the, but the whole, that whole episode of, of the doubting Thomas story serves in today's Today's, with, with today's story, it, it offers a great conversation piece because it helps us see the expansiveness of how the risen Christ is everywhere in the world and has the capacity to not only bless but deeply touch the lives of people who are of different cultures than we are, who have different backgrounds, who see the world differently than we do, that the power of the risen Lord still has the ability to deeply touch and infuse and transform and change people's lives forever. So as we, as I conclude today, I, I want us to draw into the fact that this great mystery of how the presence of Christ transformed and changed the heart of this person who was not culturally like the French Canadian priest that came to minister to his area. He was very unlike even his own people because he was starting to feel drawn to this religion that the, the Europeans were bringing forth that then he was having to finally figure out how to build a bridge. But there was this great mystery of this great gift of, of God really infusing his heart with the presence of love, a presence of love that changed his life and his community forever. So I invite us to think about how we might see or experience or feel that presence of love in our life 
um, in some way. Maybe, maybe we have many, many times. Maybe it's feeling far off right now. But that we know, not only from our, our, our biblical story today, but we know that the presence of God is always with us and is never separated from us. And so I invite us to think about how we can continue to draw near, closer to that source of, of God's love that never ends and that overflows and celebrates us in our life and who we are and in all that we do. So today we give thanks for Joseph Chiwa Tenwa and for all the people of the Huronian tribes around modern-day Lake Huron in Canada um, as we continue our Native American Heritage Month. Amen.